Get a guaranteed offer on your home today. That's MarkSpain.com and start packing. In the wee hours of the night, when everyone else is fast asleep, you're the one on third shift, burning the midnight oil. When a part fails and everything comes to a grinding halt, regardless of what the clock on the wall says, you leap into action. Granger is with you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support by phone or click to chat. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now, now, it's the Mike Calta Show. Two five the bone. It is the Mike Kelta show. Galvin, Spanish, Carmen, Pap, Pap, all in studio here. Mike out, Geo out, but they'll be back next week. In studio with us is a very funny comedian, Mike Feeney. Mike, welcome to Tampa, buddy. You've been here before. I have. Yeah, I'm back. This feels great. It's You've been great. on the show before. He's been on the cruise too. Calta cruise. Yeah, I've been. And last time I did the show, we were in. Uh, Calta's home. Yeah, Mike's house, yeah. It's a very much more corporate uh, environment here. Than, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, than yeah. just, uh, you know, flip-flops and shorts. You know? Yeah. So what happened with me is I uh, never got COVID. Uh-huh. So they're like, hey, why don't you come in since you never got COVID? And then I got stuck here. <laughs> it was like, you sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> how they do it. Run all this stuff and do everything. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. But yeah, so then Mike built his studio over there. And uh, yeah, so I've been having a guest. And that's the other thing, too, we were just discussing. You're the first guest in here in years. Wow. Literally, like, at least two years. In studio, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, in studio here because of the pandemic, we have not had guests. And that was one of the big things that Mike said. He goes, well, then I'm just going to build a studio in my house because I want to be able to have guests in and do the stuff. Yeah, wow, this is great. I feel like I'm. Uh, I feel honored now. Yeah. I, put that I, should, I should warn you. I do have like rampant COVID. Oh, well, <laughs> they're not checking Perfect. anymore. Fixed yeah. in my mouth. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it's it's uh, something you can put on your resume. There, this is it. Yeah, it's right. on your top of the resume honored. now. Yeah. First guest back. Yeah. Uh, so you are out at uh, Side Splitters at the Wesley Chapel. Have you done the other Side Splitters before or no? We, we did I, when we did the Land Cruise show right okay, before so the you were there. Cruise. So yeah, which was crazy. I mean. That show ended with us getting cattle prodded. I mean, yeah. it was a little psychotic. But. That's all the fun stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, I've been out to the Wesley Chapel one, but it was for something different than comedy. How is that place out there? It was great. I just did the first show last night. I'm there tonight through Sunday night. And uh, it's interesting because it's, it's different than the other one because it's in like a it's in a movie theater. Right. You know? So right. It's, it's like literal movie theater seats, which I got to say. No audience has ever looked more comfortable in their lives because they're in these giant, like, leather reclining. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it feels like I'm performing in someone's, like, you know, <laughs> seated living room. But uh, I went and saw a band, Rival Sons, that I love. They're a great band, rock band, and I had front row, but it was like that. It was movie theater seating. And I was talking to the band afterwards, and they're like, yeah, nobody got up or anything. And I go, who's going to get up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you're sitting in a comfortable seat. Like, we love you, love the music and stuff, but I'm not standing up during yeah, the show. No, you, I don't think you could if you wanted to. I mean, <laughs> right. it was just too. And it, it, is, it is strange, because I was saying yesterday, I was like, I always, you know, as a kid, I was like, I'm going to be in the movies. I'm going to be on the big screen. And I'm like, well, I'm performing in front of the big screen. Yeah. So I feel like I, it's, close, it's closer. It's closer. Yeah. 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 closer. Yeah. Closer than most, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 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 yeah, if you want to go see Mike, he's going to be uh, uh, tonight. 
night uh, is going to be 7.30 and 9.30, and then Saturday, 7 and 9.30, and then Sunday, 7 p.m., and that is at the uh, Side Splitters out there in Wesley Chapel, 813-960-1197. Uh, you can go there or sidesplitterscomedy.com to uh, check him out. He's very funny. Also doing the podcast, which your podcast partners were on the cruise with you. Yeah, here's um, the scenario. Mike Cannon and, yeah. uh, and uh, Brendan Saglow. Correct. Here's the scenario, which yeah. you guys, what's the basis of that then? We just, that was a pandemic uh, project, essentially. Which we, a lot of people did and yeah. started and, you know, got very successful with. Yeah, Mike and I had done a podcast called Irish Goodbye for five years nice. uh, prior to that, which is just a drinking, storytelling show of right. us, you know, all of our foibles on the road and stuff like that. And it was great to do. And then once the pandemic hit, it kind of was like, you know, we couldn't go in the studio. We were doing Zoom. It felt like it kind of had like almost run its course. So then we always kept having Brendan come on as like almost like a third mic. And then we thought of the, it would be fun to just kind of do more of a uh, a silly free form because we weren't living a life during COVID. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? It was yeah. like when we were on the road every week, we had more stories. And then when you got to fill. And going yeah, out. Yeah. When, you, when every single show is like, so I drank at home alone today. <laughs> yeah. you, you know? yeah. It's sad again. Yeah. It's sadder and sadder. Yeah. I, I drank yeah. half a bottle. Yeah. Uh, People are emailing night. you. I think you ran the same show again. Because <laughs> yeah. It seems to be the same That's story. Repeat, yeah, for one of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then Mike also stopped drinking once he had a kid, so um, then it just started feeling poor for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I started feeling like a degenerate. Uh, so you know, and then with uh, Brendan, he kept coming on the show. So we were like, let's do more of a, a fun show where we could have. So pretty much the audience uh, decides the entire format of the show. They submit hypotheticals and what ifs and scenarios, like and all that kind of stuff. So we. Just answer those, and we end up going off on tangents and infighting and screaming at one another pretty often, like, you know, brothers would fight. It's fantastic because you, to me, you and Mike Cannon have such a different personality from Brendan Sagalow that when you guys start getting into the scenarios, I love when you guys just start ripping on it because he reminds me of me because he just throws out super weird stuff. funny, Spanish. I was just about to say that, so I had watched some of the stuff. We call Spanish air brakes. Yeah. Because we'll be in the middle of a flow or doing something, and he'll say something, and we go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that seems like that, he's Brendan. Our, yeah. We call Brendan our bumbling circus bear because yeah. he just he just comes in on a tricycle, a wheel falls <laughs> off, he yeah. tumbles down. But the problem, what's crazy is he can have like three bombs in a row, bring the whole show to a halt, and then we're, as much as we start to rip on him, he'll say something at the very end. Like, right. He's like a guy Turn who has four parachutes, and the last one just... <laughs> Just happens to save his life, and you're uh, like, God damn it! So lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that because he's a funny, likable guy too. Yes. So yes, even his bomb stuff, you're like, Oh god, that's yeah. so yeah. terrible. It's almost funny. He's you just, know? We, we, we say he just swings at air. Yeah. You know, he's just. I love it because I get to watch, and I can watch you and Mike Cannon almost like you're revving up. You're like this idiot. Yeah, we can do, we can do it with just our eyes yeah. at this point. So we good. exchange a look. Yeah. By the way, you're saying about Mike Cannon, who was on the cruise as well, who's stopped drinking when he had a kid, but did not stop taking drugs, right? No, increase that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> increase sense. that by about fivefold, I would imagine. So I was told to ask you about when you're on the cruise, maybe or maybe not buying some drugs with our giant hoppy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there was... <laughs> There, there may or may not have been. Uh, well, uh, thankfully, here's the thing. This is a great part about Brendan. He's he's very uh, amenable to any situation. He's uh -huh. very oh, the power of suggestion is very quickly. <laughs> so when the idea of 
seeing a like pharmacia with an F and uh, at a at a port, you know, that is basically the front door is just beads and uh, right, yeah. And uh, the the suggestion was they saw they were selling Mexican Kalanapin, oh, uh, yeah. which spelled totally wrong too, by the way. <laughs> and uh, you know, Brendan Mike was like, Brendan, why don't you just go in and buy some? He goes, I'd be interested in that. And Brendan just being like, okay, and he walks in and he asks the woman, he goes, do you do you have the Kalanapin? And I believe she was eating, I don't know if it was like a peach or an apple. She was eating some sort of hand fruit uh-huh. and was much more interested in that than what Brendan was saying. And so Brendan gets the numbers, the figures. He comes out. He tells Mike how much it's going to be. Uh, they they get the money. He goes back in there. And we were like, hey, you know, fentanyl is like a pretty big, like make Murder, sure it's yeah. like make sure it's safe or if there's some sort of a safetyness to it. So Brendan walks in and goes, uh, Hey, so like, uh, is this safe? And the woman eating the hand fruit just goes, "Oh, yeah." And he was like, "Okay, here's the money." And still, still bought it. And uh, Mike had Brendan take the Mexican Kalanapin first. Smart, just nice, yeah. He waited about forty minutes, tracked his pulse, and then was like, "All right, let's have fun." And uh, they took it. I I didn't end up uh, partaking in that. We, we might have we might have found some uh, some you know some marijuana in yeah. the port uh, or something like that, but. Uh, but I will say it was strange to see them because they went from this euphoric thing to what felt like they were in a fog for 24 <laughs> consecutive hours really? where yeah. they were just. That's the fentanyl. Like they have, they're like, there's uh, gaps of their memory. Like yeah. it almost like they almost roofied themselves yeah. essentially. Well, it's funny because you're asking a lady who's eating a peach sitting behind the Mexican <laughs> yeah. drug counter yeah. whether it's safe or not, even if she said yes. Yeah. Like that's the stamp of approval. Yeah. And the fact that she said, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. and they still did, it really kind of speaks to the. Yeah. She's honest. <laughs> the She's nature honest. of it. They're yeah. not too yeah. bright. So was Hoppy involved in that or was there a different situation? Where uh, I think with like I don't think with the Kalanapin, no. I mean we did have uh there was like, you know I heard he was like a port explorer. Like if somebody was yelling Cheech and Chong, oh, wait, he might have been the that's guy. That's correct. No, he I think he did I think he did take it because he was saying that he had had Well, uh, I'm not saying whether he took it or not, uh, but yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, whether yeah, he was maybe yeah, around you're right, or anything. You're right. That's funny that you say that. So they still do that. So He's, I went to Mexico. Yeah, I don't know, 20 years ago, whatever, in like Puerto Vallarta, and they, we were walking around, and they were going Cheech and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I they were. I forgot you know. about, but there was, there was. Now there's a gap in my memory. There was <laughs> once we came back, and we're at the beach. Uh, Hoppy may or may not have been very intrigued by the idea of that, <laughs> and may or may not have partaked. And also, yeah, I mean, was let's just say that the dinner table that night was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot of like putting the heads on the hands, <laughs> like constantly adjusting the face. Uh, I liked how much Hoppy got after. I did, I had only yeah. met him going into the cruise. What a nice, fun guy! And I just remember drinking with him in like the hot tub, and he just he goes back and forth between this sort of like. You know when someone, you know when someone's like so drunk, where you're like, I don't know, I don't know you well enough to know if this is your personality right. or if you're like blacked out right yeah. now. And but it was, it was very like jovial and like you know, hey, get over here, like hugging people that he didn't know. It was very, uh, it was very fun, but it seemed innocent, you know. It Hoppy, seems, but, yeah, Hoppy is voice twins with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that's good, so awesome. Yeah. Uh, mixed between Gronkowski and Luca Brazzi from uh, Godfather. <laughs> Oh, wow. I would be honored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fun guy. He's he's very nice, yeah. but he's hilarious because he'll 
he'll just stare at you while you're eating. That's and you'll be best. like, what is going on? Why are you staring at me? Yeah, the, the stare, I wasn't sure if that was from <laughs> drinking or from that's just him. Okay, that's yeah. yeah. That's, that's him. one of the part. That's his personality. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He may have not even been drunk at all. That yeah. might have just been. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. My yeah. favorite is Robert Kelly came back and he was talking to Gio and I just overheard him being like, and at one point I had to tell him to get away from me at the <laughs> dinner table. Uh, well, I was he, like, oh man. He was sitting, at, I think he was sitting in Bobby's, you know, where we, we there's no assigned seats by the dinner table. It's like wherever you sit the first night, you're kind of just sitting right, there. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, one night he was in Bobby's seat and Bobby just walked the up best. and went, out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he was like, what do you mean? I'm not getting, and he was like, out. And then he just gets up. And, yeah, one yeah, of the, uh, one of the funniest things, Bobby Kelly, he's great. He has so many funny things that he does, but uh, John Brennan, who used to be our uh, producer here, who's now uh, the program director for the station, we were on the cruise and Bobby was there and uh, Mike's agent, Tony. Did Tony go this year or no? Tony Burton? He did. Okay. So <laughs> he was busting Bobby's ba- balls and he said something, like made a joke, and Bobby goes, what? And Tony repeated it and Bobby goes, what did you say? And he repeated it and he goes, I, what are you saying? And he said it one more time and he goes, you said it three times, stupid, and it was dumb every time. It was so good. I was like, oh my God. I really, Bobby's a good actor. I believed yeah. him. I thought oh, he, he couldn't hear him. He was good at acting. Yeah. He also is good at just making you feel. Yep. Really, yep. he can so, cut you down. Oh man, it so hurts. so effectively yeah. with just one chop, one Bob chop, and he just so you know, he cuts you down to size. Oh, yeah, man. it was it was very. That cruise was a wild. Uh, I'll bet. Have you ever been on a cruise before? Or was I that? had. Oh, yeah, okay. I had been on a cruise, but I, I, it was fun to see like a group of people that were just so. And because again, it wasn't the. I thought the entire ship was all. Oh, yeah. Like it was a dedicated Calta crew. Not that we were just taking over a part. Of yeah, a ship. Portion, so yeah. there's like, you know, so there's 300 people running around this ship that are just like degenerates and party animals and drinkers, and then there's just families, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's not anytime they're like, hey, come on! And then you walk up and you're like, like I, don't, hey, yeah. I don't think we should be here. Yeah, yeah. Like, we got to be separate. We're, we're, we're the riffraff, yeah. you know? It's, it's so funny because it's always like that where it's our whole crew. And then there's people that join our crew. Yeah. There's people, because obviously, you know, coming out of Tampa, and they're like, oh, I didn't know this was a cruise you guys were on and want to join in. And then there's a uh, a group of black bikers, like motorcycle guys with the leather vests on. I'm like, yeah. uh, first off, you're on a cruise. What's yeah. going on with that? Yeah, Why are you yeah. wearing that? And then, like you said, families and stuff. But you can always tell our listeners. Yes. <laughs> because you walk by and they're like, Mike, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did a live, we did a live, uh, here's a scenario with, with Bobby and Calta on the cruise the last day. And one of the, fans of Calta's um Priscilla just, I believe is her name. Is, is that, that was that girl? her name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Lovely yeah. woman, very nice. Uh-huh. But, uh, was was I mean it was She's dead now. No. No, I can't. Uh, okay. I, don't know. I mean I she might have died that night. Yeah. I don't know. I mean she 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 had probably had a, a few, you know, oh. hundred and uh <laughs> and just ended up giving giving everyone a lap dance wow. uh, against their will. Oh and, yeah. As well as, you know, just bearing all parts of her body that wow. we had thought had long been extinct. <laughs> uh, Not the first time that has happened, by the way. Yeah. Many horse lap dance yeah. on the Delta Cruises. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, and it was just the, it was the dead eyes oh, while yeah. make, while yep. the lap dance, that <laughs> is what terrified you, you know? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Uh, this is Mike Feeney. He's a very funny comedian who, of course, was on the Celtic Cruise, has been in here before and is out at Side Splitters in Wesley Chapel uh, tonight. 
night, tomorrow night, and Sunday. Tonight is going to be 7.30, 9.30. Tomorrow is going to be 7 and 9.30, and then Sunday at 7 p.m. You can get your tickets, 813-960-1197 or sidesplitterscomedy.com. Uh, when Mike walked in, he noticed the uh, drum kit. You said, did you used to play or you wanted to play as a kid? Or? Yeah, that was my, I, I mean, listen, everyone growing up, like uh, I grew up in Long Island. And, yeah. And everybody like played guitar and it just, like I wanted to play, I wanted to learn how to play guitar, obviously, but it just became a thing where all of my friends were like, we all learned how to play guitar. You all learned how to play something else. And I loved drums because I always liked that. I kind of liked it was in the back, but I liked the energy. I was yeah. very, you know, I had a lot of energy. I was like a spaz as a kid. So my uh, my cousin was engaged to a guy who was in this, like, Irish rock band, and they were kind of starting to blow up. So he gave me his, like, Pearl Export kit. Oh, and nice. that was, like, my first drum kit, and I just learned... I, I, I took drum lessons and I, I played all. I played from essentially middle school through high school. Uh, was in a couple garage bands essentially. Do you play anymore or no? Well, here's the thing. So once I once I graduated high school and I went away to college, it's like I can't bring my drum kit to college. You know, obviously. So I I have it in my uh, in my mom's house in Florida. She's in Florida now, and I I was like, oh, I'll learn. Like bass, because that's kind of like akin to the drums and the rhythm, you know, whatever section. And I found out, I started playing it, and I'm like, oh, bass is... I mean, it's the worst standalone instrument <laughs> you could ever play. Because, like, no one's... You, bass is just so sporadic. Like, unless you're playing down on the corner, nobody knows. A bass, if you just go, mm, 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 And then you just wait, and, like, no one is around a campfire and pulls out a bass, you know? Right. Yeah. So then I, I graduate college, and I go, I'm going to I'm gonna pick up guitar, because now I'm in a tiny apartment in Queens. I go, I can't have the kit there either. So now I'm like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. So I, I bought I bought two guitars, yeah. you know, a drunk, I think. <laughs> I bought an acoustic and an electric, and I learned how to just play chords and basic tabs and right. stuff like that. And then I got to where you have to start bar Recording mm. and I and I just my fingers aren't strong enough and I just <laughs> gave up. So now they just sit behind me. And but did you ever get to play out like as a guitarist? No, no. 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 I play like I play. I'm like one of those guitarists. I'm so novice that I could play some songs, but if like anybody's watching, I have zero <laughs> confidence. Like oh, I, yeah. I like lean over the guitar and I'm staring at that. I can't even stand and play guitar. But I did love drums and I wish I I wish I played. I wish I learned how to play piano growing up because yeah. that's an instrument yeah. that only gets cooler yeah. as you get older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid, it's such a nerd instrument. Right. Like, what, like, you got to take like, piano lessons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you get old, dude, if you could sit down, like if you if you take out a guitar at a party, people are like, hey, this guy, you're like a trope. But if you sit down at a piano at a party, you're just this classy, right. cool, people start, like the women come by, yeah. even dudes are like, oh, okay. Like everyone is... Is and if you can do like a cool version of another yeah. song, yes. you know, like reworking yeah. your own way. You just kind lay on the piano and you're like, yeah. oh, hello. So it's- I play drums. I play drums in the band that we have with Mike plays bass. And you're right. Bass is the worst. <laughs> uh, unless you're really good at it, you know, you can do stuff. But uh, my oldest brother played guitar, and when he went to college, he didn't take his guitar with him. And my brother Jeff moved into his room. Well, I took the guitar and amp into my room, and Jeff was like, no, that stays in here. So by the time I saved enough money to get a guitar, he was already better than me. Right. I can't have that. So no, I'm like, no. I'll play drums. So I didn't start playing drums until late. So I practiced all the time and did that. And then I did the same thing, moved into an apartment, didn't have my drums, and I got an electronic kit, and if you remember the old ones that had just rubber over wood that would hurt your hands, that's a, I, I never. I tried an electric kit once. I hated it. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. It doesn't give you the tactile feedback. No. It doesn't sound as good, and it just yeah, it, does, it hurts. Yeah. But 
Then I walked into, uh, I sat in with a, a band, and I was like, you know what? I miss playing drums, man. So I went into a music store, and then they have the new electronic drums with the mesh heads and all this stuff, and you could choke the cymbals and do oh, all really? this stuff. Yeah, and I was like, this is great. So I bought those and then got back into playing drums again. See, maybe that's what I'll, I know, maybe that's then, what I'll have to do. Because you could hook that up to anything. I mean, it's basically like an electric guitar. You just hook it up to an amp. Yeah, and now you, you can, can actually just wear anyone. headphones I, and not bother so your neighbors. It's awesome. I remember the day that I, like, you know, you just learned the basic, like, one, two, three, four beat and just, you know, just not getting it right over and over again. And then the first time it clicks, you go, and now I know drums. Like, yeah. just like, everything else is just a variation yeah. on that. Like, once it, you have that first beat, you're like, oh, okay, I'm unstoppable. It's funny because I think the real big thing with drumming is not concentrating on it. Because yes. you concentrate so hard because it's all patterns and all that stuff. Once you just unfocus, you're like, oh, that's how you play. Yeah. Oh, And yeah. then I, w- I went down, the- I learned every Nirvana song. I learned every Rage Against the Machine song. Because they're not like, you know, they're more playing hard than loudly than they're, you know, technically incredible. You so know? you big Rage fan? Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah. saw your special is Rage Against the, the uh, routine. routine. Yeah. 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 I yeah. was wondering. I, not only did I always get told I looked like that kid on the cover of The Evil Empire, which is oh, why yeah. I kind of spoofed yeah. the cover of it for my uh, for the special, but they were, yeah, they were like, them and Nirvana were like my two favorite bands growing nice. up, so I would always, uh, I listened to, yeah, I was obsessed with that. When did you put the uh, special out? Uh, I put the special out in right in November 2019. Uh, I put it out as an album, and then uh, like March 2020 is when I put it out as a special. <laughs> Perfect. Which, you know, what the, here's the thing: I was I was really bummed uh, at the time because boy was that pandemic inconvenient for me and only me. <laughs> but I uh, but at the same time, I realized in retrospect because it really it did pretty well, and especially on social media, the clips like were blowing up. And for the first time, I had all these people being like. Come to this city. Come to my city. I can't wait to see you live. And then I realized, though, after the fact that a lot of the reason that I got so much success on social media was because of the pandemic, because everybody was inside, because everybody was on their phones, because they had all this extra time to watch stuff. And then all of a sudden they were able to engage with it. And, you know, and it's it's been great. So, you know, I I had assumed by the time I put out all these clips and I was like 2020 and I'll have all this road work and I'll record something in 20 by the early 2022. And then, you know, the, the, the world ended for two years. So, yeah. Um, it's been, but now that's why it's been exciting to get back on the road. Do you think eventually you'll be making more money off of podcasts rather than having to travel and do road stuff? Cause I see a lot of comedians that it seems like they're making more money off of their podcast than they would from having to tour and travel and be away from family. It's true. I mean, honestly, and I have so many like, you know, with, with stand up comedy, it's to make a living in this, you can't just rely on just you know your spot pay in the city and then your road get like i I, i'm on twitch uh we have a patreon like we we, i have all these little sources of income like they play the album on like sirius xm like all these other things where like you get all this little i get money from 47 different avenues which makes doing taxes a nightmare uh, (laughs) and of course they're like oh because it's royalties there's no tax so you have to save and put pay tax on the end of it but uh but all of those things yeah it's like they all build up slowly and it's uh it's it's a, it's a fun way to it's a fun way to live a life. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been back out? Uh, you know, because you live in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you been going mostly New York and then now you're finally getting out to the rest of the uh, country? Yeah. Like last year I was doing even I mean, I've, I honestly the only time I took off was those first. I took off three months exactly to the day, like March of 2020 when the when everything got shut down. And then New York, you know, they picked up doing outdoor shows, which yeah. were brutal, but we're fine. We're kind of like. 
you know, scratch the itch a little bit, but you're performing in Central Park. It's just me trying to scream over the homeless right, for attention. Right. And, it, and when there's no, you never, pre- I never appreciated a ceiling more yeah. in my life because when you do jokes outside, they just go, you know, the laughter, dissipate, they yeah. just dissipate and you're alone. Uh, but <laughs> I would do a lot of outdoor road gigs at like wineries and stuff like that. And then, um, and now, yeah, things have come back. We're in limited capacity. So I never really stopped it. Just like the capacity just has gotten back to full size. Yeah. People got creative during the pandemic. Yeah, Sam Morell was doing the rooftop stuff. Bert was oh, doing yeah, the drive-ins. Oh, yeah, all those rooftop yeah. things. It was, it's very fun. You know, it was like, it was a fun time now looking back on it. But at the same time, there was that part of it being like, oh, this might never come back. This might be it. Like, we might just have to do, you know, which is another reason why people were like podcasting and other avenues. Like, make yeah, sure for you're sure. not all eggs in one basket. So, yeah, it's been an experiment to go. We were making, I was making sketches with Brendan every single week. We were doing like full you know, like high-end sketches from writing to editing. I mean, we're spending like 30 hours a week to make like a little stupid one or two minute like high-quality sketch that like nobody was seeing, which is <laughs> which is hilarious because now I've started making these like um, these little Instagram videos where I'll, I'll do like cities. I'll be like, welcome to, like I did like a welcome to Florida one and something. And it's just, I shoot it on my iPhone. It's just me and then me again. And I can edit it in 30 minutes. And those are getting like millions of views. It's just like, it's of course a thing where yeah. like you try you put all your work <laughs> right. into something so hard where you're like this is like creative it's topical this it does is it. it and then I just do a thing where I was I was bored in Los Angeles waiting for an Uber I just paid thirty five dollars to eat a salad and I was furious <laughs> and I go I I go I, I hate I hate it and so I made a little video making fun of it one person in the comments said. You should do Florida next. And then I go, oh, my God, I yeah. could make more than what. And then I did Florida. That on TikTok went to like 12 million views and blew up. And then I go, oh, I'll just do these every week. And it's- now it's fun because people are like people in the Florida yeah. comments are like, oh, you're coming to what's the job? I'll come out. You know, so it's, right. it's been a it's been an interesting thing and now i get to kind of it's also kind of cool to see where my you know fans Absolutely. are what are you on uh on twitter you're i am uh mike feeney across the board yeah, all of them but, yeah twitter's so the one i use the least i got onto it too late and i'm like i now i just i like to i basically go on twitter to like you know promote things or yeah, to sure. you know read baseball yeah things. it's funny we all have that where instagram's this twitter's this yeah. facebook's that you know do different stuff i mean obviously you can link them all together but it seems like that mm-hmm. there's specific things for specific ones uh this is Mike Feeney. He's a very funny comedian. If you want to go see him, he's going to be out at Side Splitters. This weekend, you have opportunity to go see him uh, tonight, 7.30 and 9.30. Uh, tomorrow is going to be 7 and 9.30 and Sunday at 7 p.m. 813-960-1197 or SideSplittersComedy.com. Can you hang out? Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be uh, back. This is Mike Feeney. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.